people must occasionally lose themselves in a larger social organism to achieve the highest level of well-being. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Squeezing the Orange of Social Science, a podcast hosted by myself, Akin Omobitan, and Professor Dan Cable. On each episode, the two of us pick apart peer-reviewed and published social science papers, and we squeeze them for their best bit so that you, the wonderful listeners, do not have to sift through pages and pages of academic literature. There you go, Dan. I did it classic style. Actually, you did real well. I did it, I did it the classics. I didn't get weird. You didn't <laughs> anything up. You didn't over-enunciate your peas. No. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to give it to them straight. Let me, let's see who we, let's see who that, uh, who that ropes in. I, even know, I already don't know what I'm talking about. Yo, how are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm loving this article today. Um, back in the day, probably like 85, I loved this police album called Synchronicity. Mm. And it was one of my favorite all-time albums. I even loved the cover of it. It was like a primary color aesthetic. Okay. And I didn't really know what it meant in a way until this article. Like, Ooh. it's really strange. Synchronicity means a really specific thing. Yes. And in this particular article, if you have to go right now, people, here's all we're going to talk you about it turns out that when you act in the same motions as other people you tend to start trusting them more and you treat them more as an in-group and you're more willing to contribute to them yeah and you're also more willing to sacrifice yourself for them uh, right and let's see what these weird social sciences did to prove that we were willing to throw ourselves under trains for the benefit of our neighbors so this yeah this paper is called synchrony and cooperation and shout outs to scott will uh Wiltermuth. Wiltermuth. and is that d chip heath uh, it is yeah what's up yeah, chip heath yeah, yeah, absolutely uh, <laughs> award-winning book writer hey. he does such fun stuff yeah and um this whole idea of um trying to unpack what it is about syncopation about moving and singing and marching in unison almost like a flock of birds that flies together mm. like pivot at the same like time the starlings. Is it they the almost starlings? become starlings? one thing you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. It, it, it's, it's probably taking it a little too far too early, but it's almost like when you see a group of animals doing a thing together, it almost makes you think of them as a single swarm, a single yeah. entity. Yep. And that's a little bit what this isn't reminding me of is you get a bunch of people marching in unison and going up, left, up, left. And somehow that makes them seem less like individuals and more yep. like a unit. Man, this reminds me of Ibiza. I can't remember the year. I went to Ibiza and th- you know what, right? <laughs> this is like mini tangent. <laughs> sure I, it is. I went to Ibiza uh, probably about like, I don't know, five, ten years ago. And when I said I was going to Ibiza... A lot of my friends were like, Akin, why are you going to Ibiza? Because I wasn't really into like raving Mm. and I also wasn't into ecstasy. And so I just thought it's going to be beaches. There's going to be parties. I'm going to have a great time. I did have a good time, but not as good a time I would have had if I were into raving and ecstasy. Yeah, because I went, I went to, I went to some of these like massive mega clubs 
And I couldn't like, I could not fit in uh-huh. because uh-huh. like there was this unison that they were all moving in. Yep. It was like a language yep. which they mm. all understood. Mm. And I was like an, I was an outsider mm. of that. But it was so brilliant to watch because just watching people lose themselves in the rhythm, yeah. the beast, yeah. like the beat, just like really yeah. getting into like some um, like EDM. And they were just yeah. really, and I was like, there was something that was envious that yeah. wasn't part of it. Their gang. Yeah. And, and this paper shows they were in fact yeah creating a gang and since then you've come to learn to trust your gang yes <laughs> you, know, you yes. find your tribe you get in there totally that's, that's really fun well there's um a couple of things we might say about the theory quote unquote before we get into the studies let's do it like one of the things i found really interesting maybe we can say what we found interesting about it but something i found interesting about the theory is whether or not it had to be joy oriented mm. because like the rave thing in particular brings up the idea that maybe what happens it just puts everybody in a good mood in fact they call it like a collective effers- effervescence yes and that's really a cool concept. That's Durkheim back in like 1915 writing about that. And then like Jonathan Haidt and my um, my colleague, Selin Kezabir, they have written about this concept of like a super organism yeah. that sort of feels happier because it moves in syncopation. And I thought that was cool that part of what their study was was to check out whether there has to be joy or whether it is just the collective movement. I, you know what? I feel like there's things that we hack as as humanity. And I feel like this is one of the things that we've we've hacked and we've probably unfortunately taken the joy out of several things because we realize as humans if we all move and march as one we can get people you know you get like all of these young like young men who like go out to war and like you know die for their country and like you know they march together they form this kind of like you know this solidarity and like to the point where it's like it's not about them as a person but I think what we've done is we've looked at something that's naturally Mm. occurring in Mm. us as humans because the idea, it's like, I would rather go to a rave and yeah. be filled with joy yeah. and, you know, dance and, you know, get the, the benefit that way than to go to, to a war. war. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to flip it, which I don't like in this case, but if you're talking about how to manage people mm-hmm. or how to manage society, that sounds a little nicer. A way to think about managing society is yeah. that if you can build the syncopation, then you develop what they're calling like a cohesiveness. Yep. And that cohesiveness, it's like, it becomes a ritual. Yep. Okay. The social ritual builds like trust, community, and it solves what they called the free rider problem. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. That's pretty dope. Yeah. That was another thing that stood out as well. Because like what you're mentioning there is exactly what I mean about like we've hacked it. Like we've hacked it to the point where it's like if you are a leader, you can be a bit like, okay, then I get the people to do this thing together. Yeah. Excuse me. I create this like synchrony. Yeah. But not so that they will be joyous and have the revelry and this euphoria and these transcendent moments. But so that they can, you know, so I can get a higher, I don't know, profit, yes. loss, or bottom Squeeze line, or ROI. Like, get that extra half hour. Right? Exactly. <laughs> they squeeze the orange, they squeeze the soul. Right? <laughs> Squeezing the, the soul. soul of society. That's our alternative. Like, you know, like uh, the yin to our yang. There's like a yes, podcast yes, which is squeeze it yes, and it just teaches yes, people how to. Soul. It's like how to be used this in a Machiavellian way. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's, let's get into some of these, yeah, like, these studies. Because these studies. These were really, they sounded really fun. Absolutely. Um, the, this paper, by the way, people, like, 
this was like this was a delight thank you for sending this one it was like three yep. pages yep and so well done that's psychological science at its best this is one of the highest quality journals but they just don't take a lot of the BS it's just like cut to the chase here what'd you do what'd you find <laughs> done yes stick to dismount and you're out of here <laughs> <laughs> It's like this is the hundred meter sprint, and a lot of the social science papers yes, are more like the yes, marathon. Yes, like, yes. oh gosh, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's get into to study one. So, like, study one, like they they started it by by getting people to like yeah. they had two groups. So one of them they got to like they took them for a short walk and around like around this campus. Yeah. And so in one of the conditions, the synchronous condition, and this has a purpose to it, which uh, Dan and I will get into. So you take like about like 30, 30 participants um, uh, and like, no, no, yeah, they had 30 yeah, participants right. in total right. yep. and they had them in groups of three. That's right. So yeah, you had people walking in trios and so part of them in the synchronous condition, they were walking in steps. So they were like, kind of like marching. Yes, like, they kind of like, pop, yep. pop, 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 pop. And then the control condition just walk normally. Yep. So they're just walking normally, talking about how much they hate their lives and they wish everything would come to an end briefly, ideally. <laughs> so so they wanted to see like just going for a walk and doing it in step versus yep. just doing it like, you yep. know, as you wish. What does that then do for what they call here a weak link coordination exercise uh i'd like to hand over to yourself <laughs> absolutely well it's called a mixed motive game in my opinion and it's like the prisoner's dilemma it's that classic problem in society where what's best for the individual is not best for the group yeah what's best for the group means the individual has to sacrifice mm. and so it becomes really really hard to figure out What's the right thing to do? Yep. And it actually is like a social problem. Do you ever hear the tragedy of the commons? That's another. Yeah. yeah. It's that kind of thing where if like one person lets all their sheep into the commons, there's not going to be any grass for anybody else. And yeah, it's a really, really fun uh, thought experiment in economics. Like what's the right way to act? Yeah. And that's really what this game tests. Um, do you want me to... Should I describe the game a little bit more, or do you? Well, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna jump yeah. into actually because I think we're gonna get really into the game much more later because like the exercise that they did first, this was like kind of a bit. Sometimes we get a bit woohoo, like a bit woo woo on squeezing the orange. This kind of felt a bit like telepathic and kind of reading people's like energy because they're looking for things <laughs> like they're looking for like trust because this the idea behind this this first method this first uh, exercise that they were doing is that you take these three participants and they just ha all they have to do is just choose a number yeah. between 1 and 7 but ideally everyone's told like ideally pick 7 because yeah. that's going to get you the best if reward. you all pick 7 yeah. you're all going to get the most money yeah but if one person puts 1 they get more money but everybody else gets kind of thrown in the trash yeah and the, oh, I think I think like oh you know what maybe we'll we'll tease this one out a bit because there was a little bit there that I wasn't quite catching yes. this one seemed too simple yes. like just everyone just pick seven yeah but if, they had to trust yes. that everyone was that's going it. to pick seven and that's the that's the that's the sort of problem the the paradox here is that the way to really get the most as an individual is for you to say like a low number and then you get the big payoff and everybody else has the high number. In essence, they fund you. Mm. Another way to think of it is, you know, this goes to like taxes. It's tax season kind of. Hey. So you have these big companies and like 
say one or two of them just don't pay. Yeah. They kind of make all the rest of us pay for the society that they operate in. Yeah. But then they're like, no, no, we're from Dublin. We're, we're no, we operate on a... Oh, we're from <laughs> Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff O'Bezos. <laughs> That's what we're talking about, though. That's a mixed motive. <laughs> yes. Because each of us has an incentive individually to say, no, we don't make any money. We, have, we don't owe any taxes. Yep. But then, like, we kind of want to live in a society with police and shit like totally. that. Yeah, yeah. It's totally. kind of nice to have the rules and the social structure and the theater. <laughs> and the thing that's dope about this one is they did this over six rounds. So you get to kind of, like, you get to feel, you get to feel each other out. Yep. Like, where's everyone at? And you also don't know who's pulling... The team down. And so what they, we can get to uh, what they found. um, Because what they also did, before we get to what they found, what they also did is they got them to answer questions. So after they did this exercise, it was like, how connected did you feel with the other participants during the walk? How much did you trust the other participants uh, going into the exercise? And how happy do you feel right now? So they wanted to just get that kind of like measure. So the results were like pretty, pretty straightforward. Do you want to and, and yeah, solid wanna... and really solid? One thing that I'm not sure we made a hundred percent clear. And if Go I was it. a listener, I'd need to know this. Ooh, please. Study one really was two studies because they kind of tricked them in the thinking when they were done with the walking around Stanford exercise. Which, by the way, I got this beautiful mental imagery of of like Scott Watermith, like walking with groups of three around campus. Like I got this beautiful like raw image of him doing that. Yeah. But when they were done with that, they paid them and kind of said like, okay, you can go now. Like, yeah. okay, this is the end of that study. Yeah. And then they only got picked up by that second study and they acted like it was ostensibly a separate experiment. So break down a bit as to like, what's the importance of that? Like, why would they break up the study like that? It's kind of the ideal would be that you now would have formed this group, this three person group, and the ideal would be that now let's see how that group kind of acts aside from them walking around together. Yes. It, it's a little hard to explain. It's, it reminds me a bit of like company away days. It's like, we know, like, we want you to do your day job better. And we're not going to tell you that the away day is because we want you to be more like efficient and productive. We're not going to tell you that. What we're going to tell you is, hey, man, like you guys have been like so dope this year. Who likes pizza and table tennis? You guys like pizza and table tennis? We're going to take you guys oh all God. out for some pizza and some table you're tennis. Cynical, it's pepperoni you? for you. It's pepperoni for you. It's pepperoni for you too, man. Oh, you're vegan? Okay, you're fired. Uh, but, but like, you know, but the idea is like, you know, we then get this kind of like cohesion because I've like you know played a little ping pong with the CEO and I'm a bit like oh my god he's my mate and he remembers mm, my name mm, and then mm. I go into work on Monday and I'm a bit like oh my god I'm gonna come in like half an hour early I'm gonna leave half an hour late I'm gonna be productive Maybe it's like that. I'm gonna take instead of taking an hour on my lunch break I'm gonna take 45 minutes and now Atkins has gone off on a tangent but well maybe I, it is like yeah. that though maybe it is the kind of thing where you want on the one hand to set up the team and on the other hand, you want to see how the team treats its other, each, like each other. Yeah. But they didn't, I think, didn't want to have it feel like one long study. Yeah. It may not matter now that I say it out loud. I probably overplayed that. I think it matters okay. a lot. Yeah, no, I think it matters <laughs> okay. a lot. Yeah, totally. Okay. So let's talk about the results. What did you, what did you learn about the results that was like surprising or cool or whatever? 
I mean, you know what? Like you touched this before we dived into this. I think the the biggest thing I learned was that the participants in the synchronous condition did not feel happier than those in the control. Yep. So they they engaged in this process. It did not affect their happiness as much, but regarding their performance like they scored better quite on a bit both better. of the so they felt more connected to yep. the other participants yep. in their group but they also trusted them more That's and it. that showed itself in the results yep. so they were able to perform better as a group yep. because they went for a walk around yep. the campus and these results are big um it's only 30 people. That's a really small sample size, but it's because the effect sizes are really big because, for example, in terms of like feeling more connected to their counterparts, we're talking a 4-5 versus a 2-9. So on a scale, that's like a 30, 35% jump on the scale just for like taking a walk with somebody. Mm. Pretty strong. Then in terms of like trust, Five six versus four one. You know these on seven point scales. So yeah. anyway, those are nice big differences. And then um, I just wanted to say, you know how you you mentioned they play six rounds of it. Yes. The ones that did the walking together started high. They started thinking collectively and kind of like winning together. Yeah. And then they never let that slide yeah. across the next six rounds. Yeah. And that. That is exactly the opposite of what the typical economics finding would be, which is at the first, you kind of try to be nice. And as it moves toward the end, you start grubbing for yourself. Yep. And they didn't find that slide happening here. So they kind of prevented that Ill, that bad behavior. Yes. That, that sort of individualistic stealing behavior, mm, you could say. Which, like... Which is so joyous in the sense of a lot of the barriers that we have is just our unfamiliarity yeah, with one another. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of it is, it just comes down to we just don't know one another. So there's a bit of fear. There's a bit yeah. of mistrust. Yeah. And if we could just break those barriers. If we could walk in, in if we, if we, If all <laughs> 8 billion of us could just take a walk around the Stanford campus. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect <laughs> harmony. <laughs> to <laughs> go for it <laughs> all right so on this one uh, what they're going to do is look at whether this synchrony can boost cooperation beyond some other team effects so like it's going to be a really similar study here everybody but on this one what they did is they emphasized common identity by giving everybody the same kind of a you know a goal or whatever you know you, you are a team and then um, a second group cohesion thing is like a common fate like what one of you gets is what all of you get. Yep. And so, I don't know, it's kind of the same study other than that. It's pretty slick though. Like, because I guess this is one of the things I've learned doing this podcast with you yeah. is, you know, they start with one study, but they want to start like eliminating mm -hmm. things and mm -hmm. they want to start being a bit like, well, it's, does this make this better or worse than that? And what I love about this one is, you know, I'm Nigerian. So if you, if I went to, if I went to like a random, uh, I don't know, a random party, I'm most likely going to gravitate to other Nigerians because there's like an identity thing there. And similarly as well with the, the common fate. So like if my, mm -hmm. if my well-being is attached to someone else's, I have a reason to cooperate yeah. because it's yeah. like if one of us yeah. goes down, we all go down. Yeah. And if I feel some sort of like uh, group uh, I don't know connection yep. with someone just yep. immediately yep. I already feel incentivized to support a patient yeah it, so I already feel connected so they just wanted to That's see it. like out, so outside of those those which we already know exist 
like if we throw synchrony in, yes. like can that can it yeah. work to boost or work possibly even beyond yeah. Yeah. what is expected? And one of the other cool things in terms of boosting it, like that notion of like boosting cooper- uh, cooperation through the synchrony, they had different ways of boosting it. Like one of them, they had the people like move cups in syncopation. Yes. And then in another one, they had them listening to the music, Oh Canada. Yep. And then at a certain time, they were all supposed to go like, Oh Canada. Like, <laughs> so one of them is like just the cups. One is just the singing. One's the singing and the cups. Yep. And then one is like a pure control, I think. Yeah. Um, and what I really liked about this one, by the way, is in one of the conditions, you listened, you got to hear it, the same song as everybody else, and you moved your cup um, in the sort of rhythm of the music, but you were listening at different times. Yes. And that's so clever. So, like throwing you, throwing yes, you off, yes, right? Yes. yes. And I think it's so clever because what it, that allows us to do is rule out the music. It wasn't O Canada is so uplifting. Yep. You're all listening to that. And it also allows you to see that it has to be syncopation. You can be moving the cup, but if it's not in concert, if it's not in cooperation, mm. it shouldn't lead to the results. And so anyway, I guess that's a pretty clever way to piece these things out yeah so what do we find well we we, <laughs> we found that like we humans are like pretty weird um but yeah so like what they were looking for after doing this cup to music task is like how much did you feel you're in the same team how much did you trust and then how similar and how happy are you i do love actually with this study that they value happiness because that was a consistent across mm-hmm. all three studies. They wanted to know how happy yep. were you guys yep. kind of like thinking. And it just kind of like, you know, when you kind of joke about me being like a bit of a, a pessimist earlier or a bit of a skeptic, but like, it's just one of those things where it's a bit like, it's kind of free and like happiness. We, yeah, yeah. We could kind of do a <laughs> lot more to promote it. Cause it's like, it feels pretty freaking, pretty freaking good. <laughs> So, yes. So, uh, results and the discussion. Let's see. Uh, so, cooperation uh, did not differ between synchronous singing and synchronous singing and moving and conditions. That, that's really so a cool like, thing. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. If you want to go into, like, why that's cool. Well, to, to me, that is um, whether you're moving these cups around is, like, gross physical movement. Like, you're literally moving things in space. Yep. Whereas singing is just, like, you're in a sort of moving your vocal cords, I guess, yeah. but you're not sort of moving your body. You're not moving objects around. Yeah. And so I thought that was just kind of cool that that didn't matter. Like you didn't need to be moving the just objects. Just connect, right? Just the connection, yeah. I guess. And then both of those were better than the sort of asynchronous singing moving where they were really? listening if it was like off beat, off kilter. And then there was one with no singing and no moving. And I just thought it was pretty cool that not only was there a substantial, I mean, a significant difference, it was kind of substantial. So we're talking about changes like uh, at its height, like from a four um, to a five, two or a five, three. So in this case, that is, um, I guess it's kind of demonstrating that the differences that they're finding with just about 100 people in this study, um, how many people were in this study? It's like a hundred plus. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, so not, second, it went up yeah. in the second one. I think yeah. to uh, 
Okay. Oh, it's 96. 96, 96 people. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you got these 96 people and essentially um, by randomly assigning them to a condition where they're either singing and, or singing and moving a cup, mm-hmm. um, you get these big changes in their, their willingness to help each other. And what I love, my big takeaway from this one is, you know, there's lots of like organizations and even societally, like diversity has become a buzzword. Mm-hmm. And is it a bit like some of the debate is a around like is it is it kind of like realistic in the sense of like can we make organizations and societies as diverse as we'd like them to be um because we know that there's benefits of being like homogeneous like um (laughs) but this is what this is saying is that even if you have a diverse group so let's say you've got a homogenous group that they they all uh group together by their identity we know that they will perform well because they have that common thing. Or if they've got the common fate, we know that they'll perform well. What this is suggesting is that if you take a diverse group of people and then you can kind of get them to synchronize and connect, they can outperform people who are... And like some of it was like, you know, uh, quite like kind of like, uh, I guess there were some sort of similarities. But the... Good God, this synchronous condition. The synchronous condition, yeah. we give them, we put them in that condition. Yeah. They're able to outperform people who are grouped by yeah. identity right. or by common That's faith. Right. So That's like, right. you know, if you're thinking like, what, what is, is this whole push for diversity? Is it worth it? What are we trying to really, this is kind of yeah, being a bit a like, possible solution. We, we all people. Yeah. And like, if we go up a level, what we're really talking about here is ritual. You know, that's something I really hadn't emphasized in my own reading of this thing. But it comes down to if you give rituals that people go through together, it bonds them in ways that make them want to help the group and lose themselves Mm. into the group. Let's go to the third study. Speaking of losing themselves, let's let's go to... Because losing themselves, they got really deep into the public goods game in this one. So in this one, they went, okay, let's get into this whole public goods commons dilemma thing. And so now you have a situation where you've got 105 participants. uh, They're all in groups. They do this kind of like mashup of study two Mm. in terms Mm. of like priming and preparing. But it feels like the, the... the idea is to just prime them with like, you know, the, um, the, the singing and the cups and the like, uh, all that, yeah, all all of that jazz. They kind of like remixed it with some questions, but what they wanted to do was to see how does this work now when we give these peeps like money and how much are they going to keep to themselves and how much are they going to kind of like put into the collective pot? So like you, you can help me out with this as well, Dan, because this, I always get confused with these public good games because I'm a bit like, what the hell should you be doing? But it says here that in this kind of public goods game, individuals obtain more direct value from keeping tokens in their That's private it. account, but full contribution, uh, but full contribution of tokens to the public account maximizes group earnings. Yeah. So if you're given, let's say you're given each round, you can either keep or you can give. If you keep, you get 50 cents all to yourself. If you give, 25 goes into the group. And so... The results is what confused me because the synchronized groups left with more money. Yeah. And and I couldn't, yeah. like, there was something, I was reading it and I couldn't figure out the link there as to how that happened considering that they were putting less into, well, this one bent my brain a bit. Here's what I think happens. <laughs> as near as I can tell, <laughs> if I just hold on to my money, yep. it's a lock and I get some money back. I think it was like almost interest mm-hmm. on that. If I put it in the collective fund, yep. the interest doubles. So we get twice as much, but I have to give it up. Yes. Now, if I'm the only one giving it up yep. and you all keep it, 
I look like a fool. Yep. But if we all put it in, we all do much, much better. Yes. And that's, the, that's what's so beautiful about it. Let me just read you a direct quote here. Individuals obtain more direct value from keeping tokens in their private account, but full contribution of the tokens to the public maximizes the group earnings. Yeah. Now, because in the end, we're all going to share in the group earnings. It kind of makes sense that we should all contribute to that. But then if one person acts like a weasel, that means they get most of the group earnings and they get the most of their own money. Mm. So they kind of win yep. by tricking everybody. Yeah. That's kind of a bit like life, right? It, well, yes. It's very, that's it's very much like, like the tax simple, thing we yeah, were just talking about. It's like, come on, guys. Yes. Annie up. Annie up here. You're using the buses. I saw you on the... <laughs> Anyway, we got to wrap this thing up. <laughs> okay. So, okay. bottom line is, once again, we're using this sort of new game, you know, this sort of like um, public goods game that yeah, all that is basically is another way to test that sharing, solidarity, group cohesion thing. That really is all that is. And once again, they found that like, uh, so synchronous conditions reported the um, better feelings being on the same team. And that was a lot higher, 4-9 versus 3-6. And that, that mediated um, what condition you were in. So if you were yeah. in like the singing condition and you were being synchronous, it made you feel more like you were part of that team, which made you give more money. And, and to your point, win more. Mm. Like you actually do walk away with more money if you do it this way. They say if you want to get somewhere fast, travel alone. If you want to go far, travel together. I've started realizing that with almost every episode of Squeezing the Orange we do, there's some sort of like folky old wisdom quote where there's people who have come and gone and they didn't have sample sizes, participants. They just looked at life. They figured some stuff out and they just came up with yeah. these really nice nuggets yeah. that just kind of really let us know and this is a scientific explanation of what's up there any 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 last words Dan, wow before, no, any any last words <laughs> before we before i crank the electric the is already coming around. <laughs> i'll never tell you where the bodies are i love you mom <laughs> no that was a joy to cover this with you um i'm like with so many of these studies, I love seeing how you can take fairly complex ideas, like how do you make people cooperate more, and you can instantiate it so easily with just like having them sing Oh Canada. Right. You know what I mean? And so that 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 is um, that's a joy to share it with you. So people, man, like you know, dance with each other, sing with each other. And while you're at it, head over to LinkedIn, search Squeezing the Orange, and you can follow us there, and we can all be together. Uh, what else is there? If you're Stop on iTunes, being so selfish. Right? Come on, man. Contribute to the public commons, whatever. Of, you know what? Let's get the hell out of here, Bye. man. Enjoy the rest of your lives, peeps. Ciao.